where the Upper Cumberland talks. Inside the Stacks with Katherine Weisinger of the Putnam County Library. Check it out. News Talk 94.1. I'm Katherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. Today, I have special guest Bill Gibson with me. He is the coalition director for Power of Putnam, and I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you. I am very excited to be here, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. The Putnam County Library and the Power of Putnam partner and collaborate together often. And so this is a really great opportunity for me to kind of dig deep in Power of Putnam and what you do for our community and this really this region. But first, tell me a little bit about you, about yourself. Well, I'm a, a native Cookvillian. I grew up here and have lived here all my life. I've spent some of my work history in law enforcement and as a criminal prosecutor and then later found this work in prevention, uh, trying to reduce substance abuse and addiction. And I really found uh, something that's really near and dear to my heart now. How long have you worked with Power of Putnam? So I've been involved with Power of Putnam since it started in 2003 in different ways, but I actually went to work there uh, as the director in 2010. Quite a while now. 13 years now. Time, Time sure gets away. It does. Well, can you explain a little bit about what Power of Putnam is and a little bit about your mission? So Power of Putnam is a community organization. We invite everyone and every every other organization that's interested in reducing substance abuse uh, and addiction to get involved with us. Mm-hmm. And that is our mission is simply to, uh, to delay the onset of substance abuse by kids and to reduce substance abuse and addiction as it relates to the whole community. Okay. So is Power of Putnam unique to Putnam County or is it an organization that's nationwide? So we're unique to, we serve Putnam County. Uh, We have a couple of projects that reach into some neighboring counties, but uh, we're networked with about 50 similar county community organizations across Tennessee. And there's literally thousands of them across the country that operate on the same, the same platform, uh, uh, the same mission. Okay. So we're we serve Putnam County, but we we serve among fellow organizations that are across the United States that do the same thing. Okay. That's great though that you have this network of other organizations that are like-minded and similar. It's really good. It allows us to um, to see the problems keep, you know, as things evolve, the substance abuse problems continue to evolve as time goes on and uh, being networked allows us to share strategies and to share information and that's really a good thing. What is substance misuse prevention? Can you just kind of explain it to me? So it's a really broad term, but mm-hmm. it we employ strategies, research-based strategies so we really have to do a lot of community assessment we have to know what the problems are sure so we do a lot of student surveys we gather data from a lot of different resources and then we look to see what the biggest problems are and then we look for research-based strategies or things that have been proven to work right we don't just shoot in the dark and we we try to employ some things that have some research behind them and then we 
we implement our plans, and then we come back and evaluate constantly to see what's working and what's not working so we can make adjustments. Of course. We can make course adjustments and, yeah. and do more of the things that are working and then you know change up the things that are not working to see if we can t- uh, come at it from a different approach. Yeah, absolutely. And why is that such an important thing for our community? Well, substance misuse, as everyone knows, it's really taking a toll on our nation and, and on really the world. Um, mm-hmm. And it starts uh, very young. We, As I said, we gather data, and uh, the students in Putnam County that report having consumed or misused a substance in the past 30 days are now reporting that they started when they were 12 years old. 12. 12 point something. Uh, and it's different for different substances. But less than 13. It's, it, and it's dropped over the years uh, since I've been there. Uh, at first, they started in the 15 and 14 range, and it's consistently dropped to younger ages. And it's so much more difficult to stop once it's started. Yes. It's so much easier to get ahead of it when you can. And this research proves that, that you can. It can be done. Okay, I have so many questions, but why? Do you all know why that it's dropped, that age has dropped, that people begin, or children, are misusing substances? There's a lot of different theories, but it probably goes to more accessibility. Um, the, the, our youth are showing more mental health issues now than ever before, uh, more, mental, more psychological distress, uh, and... Of course, those things factor into it, yeah, as sure. well as the advent of social media and just uh, more access points uh, where they can where they can get to it. Right. I just it's really hard for me to even fathom like a twelve year old because th- that's so young. I was a middle school teacher before I became a librarian working at the library, and so I mean, twelve year olds are those are really young kids. There's so many problems that are associated with it. One of the ones that kind of flies under the radar is the younger a person is when they start consistently putting those substances in their body and into their brain, the more likely they are to struggle with addiction issues for the rest of their life. So, you know, we we try to think of not having, uh, you know, tragic car wrecks and all the other things that come along with a, a kid that's high, but... One of the biggest problems is that the lifelong struggle with addiction that comes from starting that young. I cannot wait to learn more about this very important topic with Bill Gibson on Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. We're here on Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library, talking with Bill Gibson, who is Coalition Director of Power of Putnam. And I'm learning a lot of really important information about not only what Power of Putnam does, but why it's so important to our community. So thanks again for being here, Bill. And I am interested to know what substances are most commonly misused in our community. So that's a great question, and one of our missions at Power Putnam is to be kind of a, a, a repository. We work with a lot of agencies, so we get a lot of perspective um, on what's being misused and what the current trends are. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that alcohol and tobacco products and cannabis products, as they are being used by people under 21, right? Because that's not legal, is a huge area of. of Misuse, and it's one of our biggest concerns. But beyond that, uh, we there's a lot of methamphetamine. There's okay. a lot of fentanyl. There's a lot of counterfeit pills that people make trying to incorporate fentanyl, and those can be very deadly. 
because they have too much fentanyl and it can be an instant overdose. Yes. We call it one pill can kill. Um, heroin. Um, heroin. There's heroin in our community. Okay. There's, there's now um, combinations of all of these things that we're seeing where they're just being combined um, kind of randomly to, to produce a different high that people okay. are getting. So there's a lot of dangerous substances out there that are really taking a lot of our lives of our people by overdose now. Yes, and it's terrible. And I've I've heard of all of those basically, but I don't didn't understand until recently fentanyl and how dangerous it was because of the one pill can kill what you just said. Right. And uh, xylazine, anything that you hear about in the national media, we see it here sooner or later. Right. Um, so xylazine, it, a, I don't know that. So xylazine is an animal tranquilizer um, that there is being mixed with fentanyl and, and creating a substance they call trank dope. And it's horrible. Okay. Uh, it, it's it sounds horrible. horrible physical effects on people. It actually causes necrosis of the of the muscles and, and t- body tissues at the injection sites. People's arms are literally falling off when they continue to inject xylazine. Right. Yeah, that sounds awful and terrible. And again, though, it's really good for people to know and understand what these things are and what they can do. Yes, the community has to understand what the problems are, mm-hmm. and, yes. uh, it, and it's good to do. It's good to know. Well, what are some ways we, as a community, can support Power of Putnam? I'm glad I've been waiting for that question oh. because <laughs> Power of Putnam uh, survives and thrives on community involvement. So, if this is a topic that's important to you. It's important to a lot of people because almost all of us have somebody in our family or somebody that's a loved one or somebody close that has been affected. So we want you to get involved with us. Um, We want you to come to our meeting. We want you on our committees. We want you at our events. We need your perspective and your, um, your creative thinking to help attack this problem. And it is a community working together that is what makes or breaks substance misuse. It does. It does. And I will say from my experience at the Putnam County Library, we have an absolutely fantastic community. We have a fantastic community, and I've said that for years. Our community rallies to address these problems. We come together, and I'm, I'm convinced that love is alive and well in Cookville and Putnam County. Um, we, I agree. We see that so many times. I agree 100%. So people are interested. People want to get involved. And I will go ahead and say our website Please is do. Yeah. powerofputnam.org. Uh, check our Facebook page out. Give us a like. But on the website, there's a form you can fill out with your email, and we will get back in touch with you and put you on our mail list. Um, we meet the first Thursday of every month at 11 at the Cookville Police Department. And just come come to the meeting and, and get involved at whatever level that you can and want to. I was going to ask that. So if people do want to get involved, there's a variety of ways they can do there's so. There's so many ways. Okay. Um, there, there's behind-the-scenes work. There's tabling events that we have. If you're a people person and want to get out and talk, you know, talk to the community, uh, there's research opportunities. We have something for everybody. I love these research opportunities. I'm I'm into that as a library person, maybe that's stereotypical, but that's a really great way to learn and to then educate other people about substance misuse. Well, 
I am hoping that everyone in the community goes to your website or can go to your Facebook page, right? And it, figure out how they can help. Yes, either one. Or just uh, send, a, send me an email, bill at powerofputnam.org. Okay, you may get a lot of emails. Uh, I hope that you do. I hope so, too. We'll be right back talking to Bill Gibson on Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. Hi, I'm Katherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. Today, I've been talking with Bill Gibson, Coalition Director for Power of Putnam. I've learned lots of really important, interesting, but also sad information And I've really enjoyed it because I think that together we can make a big, big difference and a positive one at that in our community. Yes. And that's what we're here for. So can you tell me a little bit about some of the educational opportunities you offer specifically for adults with children to help support prevention? Yes, we understand that one of the strongest deterrents to substance misuse by children is the relationship that they have with their parents. And we try to educate parents from a lot of different directions about that. We have something called Hidden in Plain Sight or a Stashed Away Trailer, which is a mock-up of a, of a teenager's bedroom that shows typical places that, you know, the kids these days may hide things that they don't want their parents to see. You have an actual model of that? We do. That is awesome. So and people can come and visit? So we can bring it to events. You can um, bring it. We, it's we, mobile. We set it up at a lot of different places. And we have two versions of it. We have a local version, which is, we call it our uh, hidden in plain sight. And we can set this bedroom up at any event. But the uh, counter-drug task force of the Tennessee National Guard has a, a trailer that is a beautiful thing for people to walk through and get educated on all aspects of ways to work with their own kids and what to look out for with their own with their own kids as far as substance misuse. Uh, We have a program we use in the spring called Parents Who Host Lose the Most. We want parents not to be an access point of alcohol. Oh, parents who host lose the most. That makes sense. And we know that over the years, well-meaning parents have tried to keep kids safe by hosting graduation parties and after-prom parties and allowing alcohol consumption, which is we want parents to understand that's against the law. Right. Uh, It is a crime to do that, but it also attaches civil liability if anything happens as a result of of a kid drinking alcohol that you've allowed on your property. It can be a big lawsuit, and they're huge lawsuits about to, against well-meaning parents of that course. didn't understand the law. That's so horrible. But one of the biggest things we want to do is get parents to communicate clear expectations and an understanding that their child can talk to them about anything, that they the child is free to bring up any topic that may be uncomfortable. So we provide um, talk they hear you materials, which are often conversation starters, and we talk to parents about, you know, when to start talking to your kids, which is very early. Okay. Well, I guess if 12 years old is now the age. But you want to have those communication lines. You know, you don't want to launch right in, you know, with your six-year-old about not smoking pot, but uh, you you do want to open those lines and establish the working, the the communication lines where it's okay to tell me anything and you're not going to get in trouble. The culture of conversation. Culture of conversation. If you get in a bad position, uncomfortable place, we have a code word. You know, you can give me the code word and I'm going to come rescue you. We have a, a world of things, but that's kind of the top three. We want parents to to uh, know what's going on, know what the trends are. We yes. want them to be 
uncomfortable talking to their kids about all these things, and we can show them how to do that. And then we want to make sure they don't become a, a, an access point for these substances that get misused inadvertently. Of course, even. it's so important, and you I didn't think about it until you you know, you positioned it. Um, and we have a, a couple more minutes, but I really know how valuable internet safety is to parents, especially now. So do you have any tips or information about internet safety? It's uh, There's some horrible things going on on the internet. Uh, some of the apps are being shown to be extremely dangerous. There's a recent study about uh, TikTok in particular, that is very, very disturbing. But the biggest piece of advice I have is to know what sites your child is visiting. There, There's lots of good services. There's one that we recommend. It's called Bark. Like B-A-R-K? Like, okay. B-A-R-K. I'll remember that. But you can Google it. There's a lot of good uh, parental control apps. And don't be afraid to use these. You're not being invasive into your child's life. You're sometimes saving their life, and you're protecting them from... Uh, horrible situations that may involve cyberbullying. There's there's so much going on that kids are not ready for online, and there's there's a, there's a lot of criminal activity. And monitor your child's internet activity. Well, I always finish the show with some book talk because it is a library show after all. So you have brought this super cute book, and tell me a little bit about it. So we have a book, and we can provide it for free, and it actually comes with a little teddy bear. Uh, it's called Timby Talks About Addiction. And it's a way a, a lot of our children um, are being raised by uh, family members and sometimes grandparents. And this book is aimed at children. It's a, it's a children's book. It helps children understand things about addiction and what may be affecting uh, addicted parents that they have. And so it's a very gentle book, um, but it's, it's aimed at helping children understand more about what's going on. And I absolutely believe in the power of a story in a book. So I love this. And I do want to say before we close how much we appreciate our our partnership with the library. It's been something that's just been really great. And we've gotten to meet a lot of people through that partnership. And and it's I think it's done a lot of good for the community. Well, thank, thank you. you. It has been our pleasure. Thanks for being here today. Readers, thank you for listening. Check out your local library. Get connected with Power of Putnam and start your own story, too.